you're about to experience a powerful and life-changing message. We expect God's Word to accomplish in your life the very thing that He set it out to do. Be careful for nothing. Be careful for nothing. Well, how can you do that? He gives you the answer in the verse, doesn't he? He said, be careful for nothing, but in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be known unto God. So the key to being anxious or careful for nothing is to let your requests be made known to God with thanksgiving. So... It would be, in our world, a major accomplishment for you to live free from care. It would be a major accomplishment for you to live without anxiety, wouldn't it? Or free from anxiousness. Or allowing anxiety to rule you in any form or in any way. So we live in a world that is really under a lot of pressure. And certainly, there's always been pressures to life, but the more perversion and the more sin you have in the world, the more pressures there are going to be, uh, because the activity of the devil is uh, more prevalent. And so, in our world, there are a lot of pressures. Well, just life itself has pressures, uh, because uh, you do live in a world where Sin has had an effect. You do live in a world where Satan is referred to as the God of this world. So you do have an adversary. So if you have an adversary, there's someone who is against you. But thank God there's somebody that's for you. If you've ever felt like everybody's against you, just know there is somebody for you. I said, if you've ever felt like everybody's against you, if you feel like that, not everybody is, but, you know, so the devil will just try to amp up things in your life to try, just try to make you feel like, well, everybody's against me. Well, if everybody was against you, uh, then you'd be dead already. It's true. But everybody's not against you. But there's pressures in this world, and sometimes there may be somebody that is against you. But... How many are glad that there is buts in the Bible? Hallelujah. But if God be for us, if God be for us, who? Who can be against you? So when the pressures come, there's somebody on your side. There's somebody in your corner. Or let me just put it a little uh, more plain. There's somebody inside of you. Amen. There's somebody inside of you that, that is greater than what's on the outside of you. And the scripture says in 1 John, greater is he that is in you than he that is in this world. So we do have an adversary in this world, but we do have someone who is greater than the adversary in this world who lives on the inside of us. In this world you shall what have tribulation, but be of good cheer, I have, I have overcome the world. 
So there is an overcoming life on the inside of you. Jesus has come to live on the inside of you. And when the pressures of life come, there's somebody greater on the inside than what's on the outside. And you have an, uh, an authority and an ability to talk to God about your situation. Because he said here in this verse, be anxious for Be anxious for nothing. So other translations say be anxious for those who are wondering where I got that from. Simply, King James says, (coughs) be careful for nothing. But other translations, be anxious for nothing. Let me give it to you in the Amplified Bible. Do not fret or have any anxiety about anything. Wow, I mean, just think about it. Do not fret or have any anxiety about anything. But in everything, by prayer and petition, definite request, with thanksgiving, continue to make your wants known to God. Should I read that again? I believe I will. I'll help myself. Do not fret or have any anxiety about anything. And you know, the devil can take one little thing and blow it up like it is the biggest thing in the world. This is the biggest test you've ever faced in your life. This is so big in that very moment. I mean, your head is just pounding with how big this situation is, right? <laughs> <laughs> and like God, he has already shrunk down to like, he's so little. You got to get a magnifying glass out to find him. No, he's not that little, but in your mind, in the moment, in your mind, in that moment, something is so big that you're facing and yet God has shrunk down so small. But the reality is God is big and he fills the universe. Praise the Lord. And that little thing is so small that God could flick his finger and it's over. Right? So it is all right. Most of the things we fret about tomorrow will not even be thought about. Come on. And I mean, so many little things that the devil just try to amp, tries to amp up your emotions and just get you worrying and fretting. You know, worry is just the opposite of meditating on the Word. And instead of putting your focus on the promise of God and putting your uh, faith in the promise of God, uh, people's focus and their minds are set on those issues or those little things that are disturbing them. Well, what do you do with it? He said, be anxious for nothing. Don't fret or have any anxiety about anything, but in everything, make your petition known to God. In other words, pray. Say, Father, how many times have we just uh, uh, forgot to pray about it? We're fretting about it. It's been one hour. Now two hours, now three hours, now four hours, 
now eight hours. A day has gone by. We're into the next day, and we're still worried about something that we didn't even pray about. Right? So reality is that God is, is there waiting for us to pray. Waiting for us to petition Him regarding that situation. You know, God cares about the smallest things of your life. And He cares about the large issues in your life. In fact, the Scripture says He will perfect that which concerns you. Well, you may think, well, it's so small to God. Well, if it's big to you, it's big to Him. In other words, it's important to Him if it's important to you. Now, some things... Uh, he would like for you to forget about and not even think about anymore, right? Because it's not really important. But things that concern you, he wants you to carry to him. Casting all, what? All your cares upon him. First Peter chapter 5, verse 7. He said, casting the whole of your care, all of your anxieties, all of your worries, all of the things that you stress about. He said, cast it on him. Thank you, Jesus. You know what it means to cast when you're, you're going fishing, right? You cast that out in, in, into the water. But so many people, uh, that's their picture of casting. But they got a line. You know, they're going to reel that baby back in, Right? So when you cast your cares on the Lord, he's not talking about just cast it out there and then reel it back in. No, he's talking about throw it over on the Lord and let God take care of it. We're not going fishing for a bigger one, right? Praise the Lord. We are letting go of our cares, casting all of our cares upon him for he, what, cares for us. Aren't you glad God cares for you? He cares for you, but see, the way he cares for you is not anxiously. The way he cares for you, he has the ability to do something about your issue. He has the ability to change some circumstances in your life. He has the ability to make some things happen on your behalf to change that thing. Hallelujah. So he says... In everything, by prayer and supplication, let your requests be made known to God. Now, you can't change everything in this world. Oh, sorry to disappoint you. I said, you can't change everything in this world. And everything is not your responsibility to change. But you can cast your care on the Lord and let him take care of things. Hallelujah. Now, some things can be changed. But some things are subject to other people's decisions. And they're going to have to make that decision because you can't. That's called let it go. Praise the Lord because you can change it. That's their choice. That's their decision. And so it's in their hands what they do with their life. Now, you can pray for them, and you can pray that God would work in their heart to make a right choice and a right decision, but not everybody does. So are you going to wreck your whole life because they didn't? 
Are you going to let your whole life be ruled by anxiety and fear and worry and concern because they chose uh, to not make the right decision? Are you going to let that take advantage of your mind and let the devil take advantage of your mind? I mean, everybody has probably to some degree, right? But he says, don't worry about it. Don't worry. Be happy. Hallelujah. Hey, sounds like Jesus in a different uh, culture. All right, so, right? He said, be anxious for nothing. Think about it. Be anxious for nothing. I've been to Jamaica, Mom. Anybody been to Jamaica, Mom? Or Jamaica, Mom. All right, you go to Jamaica, they say, no pressure. I mean, no matter what you ask for, no pressure, no problem. Cook your eggs, no pressure, no problem. Amen. <laughs> Whatever you ask, no pressure, no problem. Well, when you go to God, he said, no pressure. No problem. He said, in other words, I got this. Praise the Lord. I got this. I can handle this. Praise God. You just chill out in just a moment. Come on. God's coming through. Praise the Lord. Maybe you say, well, what if he doesn't come through in a moment? I'll still be here. Because faith says God is on my side. God's working on my behalf. God's working things out. And uh, I trust in him. Trust in the Lord with what? All your heart. Lean not into your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him and he shall direct your paths. What are you worrying about? God is on your side. God's working things for your good and all things are working out and God's got a good plan and something is in the plan that's good and it's regarding you. Amen. So he's working on your case. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Listen, if you're going to court and you have a lawyer, they tell you what to say. They tell you what not to say. I'm really glad Jesus can tell you what to say. Tell you what not to say. Right? Glory to God. God has a word for you in season, and he'll tell you what to say, and he'll tell you when to say it, and he'll tell you when to be quiet. And he said, let me talk for you. Glory to God. So God's on your side. Everybody say, he's on my case. The documents have already been written out. The promises are already there. The word of God is unchangeable. His word, his promises are good. And you don't have to worry about tomorrow. You don't have to be anxious about tomorrow. You don't have to be anxious about today. You don't have to be anxious about the next moment. You don't have to be anxious about life. You don't have to be anxious about your health. You don't have to be anxious about your prosperity. You don't have to be anxious about your job. You don't have to be anxious about your children. You don't have to be anxious about, come on, whatever it is in your life that worries you or You fret over. God says, I'll take care of you if you'll trust in me. He said, be anxious for nothing. Well, does it look like I don't care if if I'm not not anxious? No, it just looks like you got sense. Just looks like you're obeying the Bible. Praise the Lord. 
Thank you, Jesus. I remember Brother Hagin saying, uh, uh, you know, he had, you had two kids, and uh, one time he was, they were coming up on the porch of their house, you know, and, and uh, Aretha got a little bit, his wife got a little bit, uh, she was being anxious, you know, you got all this stuff you got to deal with in life, and she was being anxious, <laughs> and she said, to Brother Hagin, she said, I don't think you would worry if me and the kids d- fell dead right here on this porch. So Sister Hagen said that? Yep. All right, so he said, well, why would I worry then? <laughs> it's like, well, that's a late. All right, so I'm not sure that went over very big in the moment. <laughs> oh, boy. Thank you, Jesus. So people worry about the smallest things in life. Thank you, Jesus. But he said, be anxious. Now, this is not just like, oh, well, if you feel like not being anxious. No, if you feel like not being anxious, you're already good. But anxiety is because you have feelings contrary. When I don't feel like it, you're working. Hallelujah. Right? When I don't see it, you're working. In other words, faith is believing when you don't see it, when you don't feel it. So you can't just go by your feelings all the time because your feelings will have you doing this anxious thing pretty regular. Your feelings will have you on this anxious trip and anxious path or anxious uh, trail and, and get you off the course that God has for your life. So God says, now you just trust in me and you pray about everything. Hallelujah. You know, God could help us a lot in our life if we'd pray about it. Thank you, Jesus. Am I helping anybody this morning? Praise God. Again, do not fret or have any anxiety about anything, but in everything by prayer and supplication. Definite request. In other words, be specific. Go ahead and talk to God about what you're concerned about. And it would be okay for you to say, Lord, I am concerned about this. Because he already knows it's not like uh, you're in a snow job with God. I mean, you know. You catch my phrase, right? You can't, uh, you can't fool God. He already knows you got anxiety that you're dealing with and, and you're fretting about something or you're concerned about it. Maybe you're not overly anxious, but you're concerned about it. And so he perfects that which, what, concerns you. What is important to you, it becomes important to him. Thank you, Jesus. So talk to the Lord about it. Thank you, Jesus. And make definitely definite request. And he says, do it. You make your petitions known to God with what? Thanksgiving. With Thanksgiving. So I'm waiting for November. Some of you are working on a little slow, slow motion this morning. Thanksgiving is not like once a, once a year. Once a year we 
Give thanks to God. No, you do it every day. It becomes a lifestyle. You give thanks to God. And so if you're, if you're in everything and making your petitions known to God, your requests known to God, definite requests known to God, then you've got a lot of thanking to do. Right? Because you've prayed and you've asked, you've petitioned God, and you've asked Him to deal with this situation based on the promise of God, right? Whether it's, your, you know, we've been talking about healing some reason, whether it's your health, whether it's a, a business situation that you're dealing with, or whether it's a family issue that has arisen, no matter what it is, God, I need your help here. Father, you know, some people, they pray like a little over the top spiritual. In other words, they don't really talk to the Lord about, Lord, like, this is the issue here. <laughs> He's like, now, what are you talking about? No, go ahead and tell him what you're talking about. You say, well, God knows. But he also tells you to ask. So he would like for you to know what your request is. He's not at a loss. But he's like, I'm, I'm encouraging you. I am saying for you to ask. He said, you have not if you ask not. You know, these are not like little catchphrases. These are the Bible. These are God's words. So he said, you don't, you don't have it because you don't ask for it. If you ask anything in my name, he said, I'll give it to you. Wow, that's a pretty big offer, right? Does anybody believe what Jesus said there, right? So he said, in everything by prayer and supplication, let your requests be made known unto God. And what happens when you do that? Verse 7 says, and the peace of God. Wow, so you have just transitioned from anxiety, worry, and fretting to peace. And the peace of God. Has anybody in the room ever had a surge of the peace of God come upon your life and you knew this is Holy Spirit showed up in my life. He just landed on my head. Praise God. Something else was landing on your head. It was like the enemy. I mean, you're like from Iraq. Break it up today. So you got, <laughs> you know, it's like Iraq or Iran or the enemy's coming against your head. Are you with me? But then, thank God, the Holy Spirit. Because you prayed, you made your petition known to God, and the peace of God just came all over you. Thank you, Jesus. I said, thank you, Jesus. Glory to God. I mean, the peace of God can show up as quick as the enemy can show up, and God could actually intervene, right, when the enemy's coming against you. I mean, he, you sense him coming in. You don't wait for him to land. Don't wait for the devil to land on your head and you're like in bed, like life has just overcome me. I don't know what to do. No, you even sense him coming in. You say, your radar is up. You sense him coming in and you start speaking the word. Hallelujah. You say, Father, 
I sense that devil is up to something, but I'm not afraid. Hallelujah. I know in whom I have believed, and I believe you, Father God, you are working out things for my good, and you are intervening for my situation right now. And I believe the Holy Spirit, glory to God, has alerted me, and I'm taking my authority in advance of the enemy's plots and plans. Glory to God. You even start sensing anxiety. You say, no, wait a minute. I know in whom I have believed. Praise God. God is in the workforce. God is working. He's on the job. He's not just laid out eating grapes in heaven. Come on. He's on the job. He's doing things. He's doing something on your behalf. He's working out things for your good. And he's on the job. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Glory to God. Somebody say, even when I don't feel it, he's working. Even when I don't see it, he's working. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So when you don't see it, God's working things for your good. He's turning things for your good. He's turning things around for you. He's working out good things in your life. And God is planning and plotting when the devil is planning and plotting. And God's already always a step ahead. I say God's always a step ahead of the enemy. And if we pay attention to the Holy Spirit, we'll be a step ahead of the enemy trying to plot and plan against us and set snares and traps on, on, in our path or on, on our journey of life. Praise God. Thank God for the Holy Spirit. So thank God for the Holy Spirit. But say You say, Pastor, but you don't know. I fell in the pit. I fell in the trap. I got all snared. I was wrapped up in it. But thank God, God knows how to pull the strings and get things off of you, get things out of your way and lift you out of the pit. He knows how to dig you out of the pit. He knows how to put you on a rock. He knows how to establish your goings. He knows how to keep you in the time of trouble. He knows how to lift you out. It is well. Hallelujah. Hallelujah to Jesus. Hallelujah. If you've lived life long enough, you've been in a few pits. But if you believe God in every case, God always lifted you out of the pit. He didn't leave you there to stay. He lifted you out and he put your feet on a solid rock to stay. He wants you to stand securely and founded on the word of God because it is eternal, unchanging, everlasting, and it always works. God is faithful to his word. I say, God is faithful to his word. God is faithful to his word. His word will never fail. His word, hallelujah, heaven and earth will pass away. But he said, my word will not pass away. Not one little jot or tittle. That means nothing in the word of God will pass away. It is eternal in nature. And it's God speaking to you and to me. And God is faithful to his promise. And he'll fulfill it in your life. He'll make it good. And he will turn your captivity. I said he will turn your captivity. He will turn 
your captivity. You'll be like those that dream. Your mouth will be filled with laughter and your tongue with singing. Where you used to cry about it, now you're singing and shouting, God is good. Hallelujah to Jesus. Hallelujah to Jesus. Why you, when you used to live in depression over it, thank God you're rejoicing in God. You're thankful to God. You're giving praise to God because God has been good. He is good and He shall be good. He is a good, 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 good Father and He's good to you. And He's good all the time. He's good this morning. He was good when you opened your eyes this morning. He was good when you laid your head down last night. He was good, hallelujah, all yesterday. He was good throughout the night. He's good. He kept you. He kept you. You're here, praise God forever, and he will be good to you today. And this week is a good week because God's got some good plans. Hallelujah. It's a good God. We serve a good God. God has a good future and a good plan for your life. And something good is going to happen to you because God has already got it arranged. He has prearranged it. So why should I worry? Why should I fret? Why should I sit around and be discouraged? Why? Because no, God is good. I know in whom I have believed. Hallelujah to Jesus. Hallelujah to Jesus. Hallelujah to Jesus. The Lord is good. Hallelujah. The Lord is good. His mercies endure forever. And he said, the peace of God, which passes all understanding. The peace of God, which passes all understanding. Hallelujah. Shall keep your hearts and your minds. Is that what he said? It'll keep your heart and your mind through Christ Jesus. This peace of God land on your head. <laughs> It'll land on your head. Glory. My mother testified of my father. My father died when I was eight years old. I always thought it was seven. But it's, he was eight years old. I was eight years old. And, uh, you know, at the funeral, you know, my mother still had four kids at the house. Teenagers. You know, I wasn't a teenager, but a couple of teenagers. Teenagers, she's got four kids. Her husband just died. She said she was looking at him in the casket. She said a love came over her that she had never felt for him in her life. Something came on her more than she had ever experienced. It was God's love just manifest in the moment. And she said all the grief just drained out of her. Now only the Holy Spirit can do that. I said only the Holy Spirit can do that. And the Holy Spirit can meet you in your moment of test. The Holy Spirit can meet you in your moment of pressure, 
the greatest pressures of your life, the Holy Spirit can come on you. The Holy Spirit can comfort you, strengthen you, console you. Hallelujah. Give you peace in the most difficult of situations of life. And he said, the peace of God shall keep your hearts and your minds through Christ Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Keep your hearts and your minds through Christ. Amplified says, that peace which transcends understanding shall garrison and mount guard over your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. That peace that transcends all understanding, your natural understanding. And some people don't even understand you when God does that for you. They think you should be broken, you should be torn, you should be uh, non-functional, you shouldn't be able to even go to work or uh, take care of your kids or live life to any degree whatsoever. They're looking at you, that's when the testimony of Jesus Christ is confirmed in your life because they see that in the toughest of times, it's not, you know, Jesus never promised us we'd never have tribulation. No, he said, in the world you're going to have them. He didn't say it's not a precious promise. You don't, you know, enlarge that and put it on your refrigerator. In the world, you shall have tribulation and end it there. No. If you're going to put it on your refrigerator, at least give the latter part of the verse. He said, in the world, you'll have tribulation. But what? Be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. In other words, he has overcome the things that you're facing right now. And he's already overcome it in his death and resurrection. And it's already overcome. And he's put his overcoming life on the inside of you. And greater is he that is in you than he that is in this world. And whatsoever is born of God overcomes the world, and this is a victory that overcomes the world, even our faith. So, you're going to make it. (laughs) Hallelujah. I said, you're going to make it. It is well with your soul. The old song says... Oh, what peace we often forfeit. Oh, what needless pain we bear. All because we do not carry everything to God in prayer. Wow. Think about it. Oh, what peace we often forfeit. Oh, what needless pain we bear. All because we do not carry everything to God in prayer. He said when we take it to God in prayer, we leave that place having the peace of God that transcends all understanding. It garrisons and it mounts guard over our hearts. In other words, there is a shield around you. God's peace soldiers. Glory to God. I see God's peace soldiers surround your heart and your mind. The angels of the Lord surround your heart and your mind. The Spirit of God surrounds you. And the glory of God settles in on you. And the peace of God transcends all understanding. Hallelujah. 
Thank God for the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is a spirit of truth. The next verse. Finally, my brethren. Sounds like Paul's trying to wind this thought up. He said, finally, my brethren, whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are honest, whatsoever things are just, whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are of a good report. Now, all of these things we could talk about, right? Because we've got a list we could do a series of lessons on, right? But I just want to look at if, what does it say? Whatsoever is of good report. There be any virtue, there be any praise, think on these things. Think on these things. Think on these things. In other words, think about the promise. Think about the provision. Think about the goodness of God. Hallelujah. Think about the good report rather than the evil report. Remember, uh, 10 spies came back from, right, with a negative report. But two came back with a good report. And the negative report was referred to in Scripture as an evil report of unbelief. But two spies, Joshua and Caleb, said, we are well able. We are well able. In other words, we've got a good report. And in fact, he, it says he stood up and he stealed the people. Hey, whoa, 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 whoa. Don't listen to that report. There's another report. That is a better report. There is a good report. Thank you, Jesus. And a good report will steal the people, but it'll steal your soul. In other words, it'll cause you to enter into rest. A good report of faith in God and trusting God in the promise of God. Think on these things. Focus your mind. Focus your attention on the answer based on the promise of God because you have prayed and you've made your request to to God and you know He has heard you. And so therefore your faith is in Him and in the promise of God. God is working on my case. God is working things for my good. God is turning my captivity. God is working out things on my behalf and it is working out well for me. So what your focus is during those times of pressure is going to determine the outcome. So he said, think on these things. You pray about everything. So we don't just pray without 
the scripture or with the promise, right? Without the promise, we have the promise when we pray. So we prayed based on the promise. So our focus of attention is no longer on the issue at hand. It's no longer on the situation at hand. Doesn't mean that you avoid dealing with issues in your life. Doesn't mean that you don't face those issues in your life. You just face them with faith in God. Hallelujah. Doesn't mean you just run away from your problems. It means you face them with faith in God. You trust God. You go to work with that issue in your fo- in your f- face, so to speak. It's in front of you. You got to deal with it. You know you got to deal with it. But nevertheless, your faith is in God. God is going before me. God is taking care of it before I even show up. God is already working on the case before I walk in the door. Holy Spirit is working out things for my good. And when I get there, Holy Spirit has already prepared the way, prepared people, prepared hearts, prepared minds. And when I speak, thank you, Jesus, the Holy Spirit will work on my case. Hallelujah to Jesus. So why should I worry? Why should I fear? Why should I be afraid of tomorrow and what things are so in front of me and so near? Why should I fret over those things that seem like they're all around me? Why should I worry or fret about those things? We should not. He said, what? Be anxious for nothing. Don't fret or have any anxiety about anything. But focus your faith on God. Focus your attention on the promise. Focus your attention on the answer rather than the problem, on the solution rather than the problem. You're looking unto God who is the author and the finisher of your faith. And he that's begun a good work in you will perform it until the day of Jesus Christ. So why should I worry or fret about it? God's working on it. He's got this. Hallelujah. It's in his hands. I've kept Cast my care upon the Lord, and the Lord's working on my situation. Hallelujah to Jesus. Does anybody believe what I'm saying this morning? Hallelujah to Jesus. Somebody say, God is good. Say it again. The Lord is good. Hallelujah. 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 It's wonderful. Holy Spirit can be at your job already working things out, but he's at your house at the same time. Hallelujah. He's given you peace, but he's already gone before you. He's working it out. Glory to God. Man, and you're having a party on the way to work. In your car, you're worshiping God. You're thanking God. You're giving thanks to God because you know he's working on it. Instead of worrying all the way to work. Oh, God. No. You're thanking God. You're saying, Father, thank you that you prepare the way before me. You're working on my case. You're working this situation out. Anybody believe God's working on your case? You know, he's already working on it. It's Sunday. Go ahead and rejoice in Jesus. Amen. Hallelujah. Monday's coming, but Monday's coming with a promise. Hallelujah. Tuesday's coming, but Tuesday's coming with a promise that you've already received in your heart. You believe God. You trust God. 